0: Hey you guys! So turn in your Bibles to the book of John in the New Testament in the Gospels and we're going to chapter 15 verse 18 and 19 say if the world hates you understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world the world would love you as its own. However because you are not of the world but I have chosen you out of it the world hates you. So I'm also going to focus on two other verses in that same chapter of John, but let's focus on these first. So what I wanted to talk about is a lot of the stresses of being a Christian. Now, a lot of us, and I've even done this myself, a lot of us have said, oh my goodness, it's so frustrating being a Christian and everybody hates you. Everybody's rude to you. They have, you know, all this tolerance and acceptance for Judaism, but not for Christianity. And Islam, but not for Christianity. And those are also monotheistic faiths, which mean they are focused on mono meaning one, theist meaning God. So they're focused on a one God faith. But we are told in the Bible we shouldn't get surprised when people dislike us or slander us or just have it out for us in any way, shape, and form. It shouldn't come as a surprise for us because Jesus said that was Jesus talking in the book of John. If you have a red letter Bible, I've talked about that before. The red letters are when Jesus is talking. Those are his words. So this was all in red letters. And we shouldn't get surprised because Jesus himself was hated. And he's saying, the reason that you're being looked down upon in your daily life, whether it's at work or friends or family, the reason a lot of that happens is because... You are following Christ, and if the world hated Christ, of course they're going to hate you. Now, obviously, back then, those were different people. Those people were not your aunt or your uncle or, you know, the people you're dealing with today, but it's the same concept. It's the same issue, is that the world is run by, well, maybe that's not the best way to say it, but the world is typically going towards Satan. The world, and we're talking about worldly terms, the world as a whole, like secularism, is anti-Christ, anti-Christian. So you're going to hear a lot of that hatred towards Christ because if Satan has his little, you know, he's behind the scenes here and he's got his hands in the, what do they call it? His hands in the cake batter or whatever the saying is, then that's what's going to happen. So you can come across these things. Um... You know, there may be sometimes people that meet you and they just can't stand you. And it's really nothing you've said. They may not even really know your views about things, but they just can't stand you. And it's because if they are of this world, um, going back to the whole spiritual battle in those unseen realms, the spiritual realm, if they are of this world, that means they are being guided by and living for Satan. Now, they may not be a Satanist or even you know, an atheist. They may be agnostic, which means they're undecided. They don't really know anything. They don't really want to think about it. So they don't know. It could be that they are of a different faith, that they're Muslim or they are Hindu. But anything that is not of God is going to be of Satan. So that sounds like a very strong statement, but it's the truth. A lot of people say, but there are Hindus and Buddhists that are very devout. They're very sincere people. Yeah, they're sincere. They're sincerely wrong. They are misguided. And so that doesn't make them right just because they're nice. Because if that were the case, then being nice, which is a work, would save us. And we are not saved by works. We're saved by Jesus only in what he did. So it's not about our niceness or our goodness. So the reason people dislike you a lot of times is because of that. A lot of it is they feel convicted. They don't want to think about their sin and that they need a savior. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's that. They're just filled with hate and bitterness because they're being fed those lies of the world that there's no such thing as heaven. There's no such thing as hell. They don't need a savior because we're all born basically good, not inherently evil, as we're taught in the Bible. So all of this just goes back to this very simple verse that tells us as a Christian, you shouldn't be surprised. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's miserably hard, but we shouldn't be surprised when the world ends up hating us, because it's not us that they hate. It's what we stand for and who we follow. So moving on in the same chapter of John 15, moving down to verse 21, it's the same section and the same topic. It says, again, this is Jesus talking. It says, but they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. And that that always brings to my mind um, Judaism. Now, a lot of them, you know, like the Pharisees and Sadducees and a lot of the religious leaders back then that were dealing with Jesus on a regular basis, they were not heathens or pagans. They followed Judaism. They followed Yahweh, the God that we follow. But they didn't accept Jesus. And that's where a lot of Jews are today, unless they're messianic, Um, orthodox, ultra-orthodox, conservative reform, um, (coughs) excuse me, all the different sects of Judaism. They are all, unless they're Messianic, they are still only following God and trying to live by works. So we, you know, we have the same core beliefs, but they stopped. They didn't keep going. Um, They didn't accept Jesus as the Savior. So that verse always reminds me of them. And again, I don't hate Jews. Obviously we share the same beginnings of our faith. I don't hate them, but, um, but that's the thing is it says they don't know the one who sent me. Now this doesn't refer just to the Jews, but it, for some reason for me, it always brings them to mind. Um, they don't really understand God. If, if they really did understand God as we know him, um, you know, all his names, it's Yahweh, there's Elohim, Hashem, all the names is the same God, the Judeo-Christian God, the one creator If they really knew him, then they would have seen, they were walking with him, they would have seen the fulfillment of the prophecies that Jesus actually lived and fulfilled to a T in every way, shape and form. They would have seen it and accepted it. That's if they were walking with God and actually had an intimate relationship with him. Um, But a lot of them get lost in rituals and traditions and the traditions become more valuable than actually the truth given by God. They focus more on man-made traditions. And again, this is not a, you know, a Jew bashing podcast by any means, because this isn't just Jews. This could be anyone. This is people regardless. Um, At this time in the Bible, Jesus was dealing a lot with Jews. And that's why I focused on that for a minute or two there. But again, we are not here to condemn somebody. That is not my job. That is God's job. And I don't know people's hearts. So God knows where they stand and what they believe and their relationship with him. That's totally up to God, not me. I'm just going on what the Bible is telling us. It's saying if they don't know God, if they truly don't know God, then they won't know Jesus because God and Jesus are one and the same. It's the triune God, triune meaning three, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They're three in one, just like an egg. I tell my kids that all the time. With an egg, you've got the shell, the yolk, and the white, They are separate entities, but they are all the egg. Together, they are the egg, but there are parts to the egg. So, that was something I learned a long time ago and it stuck out to me. You may have a different example that works for you, but I know the Trinity is a very difficult concept to explain, and a lot of people have a hard time grasping it. So, anyways, so, you know, a lot of people, they're not Jewish or they're not, you know, they don't have a set religion that they associate with or identify with, but. They do say, "Oh well, I believe in God. Yeah, God, a creator, you know, and that's all." They don't really have a relationship with Him. They believe He exists, but excuse me, that doesn't mean that they know Jesus because they don't recognize Jesus as more than a prophet. Um, So therefore, that wouldn't work. That's that's not the right the right way to look at it. So also in John, I told you we're going to visit some other verses in the same chapter 15. So the last verse I want to look at again in that same section, again, Jesus talking, it's verse 23. It says, the one who hates me also hates my father. Again, that kind of sticks out to me with Judaism. They say they love God. They love him. But they hate Jesus. They may not hate him, but they just don't validate anything he said. They don't believe it is true. And you know, if you, if they don't love him and worship him, then they don't accept Jesus. Well, if you don't accept Jesus, you don't really understand God and you don't accept God in his full sense, you know? So that is something that stuck out to me. A lot of these, you know, back in the day with Jesus, these Pharisees were claiming that they were all about their faith, their religion. It was really a religion more than a faith. And, um, they would say, we love our Lord, you know, we trust him, we've, we've followed him, we love him, we love him. But when it came down to it, they they didn't truly love him. And that's a harsh thing to say, and I don't know their hearts, but I'm going again by what the Bible says here. But God is very clear, Jesus is very clear. He says, the one who hates me, Jesus, also hates my father, God. So if you hate Jesus, you, you know, also, you're hating God, because God doesn't say, Oh, you can love me, but you can either take it or leave it when it comes to my son. It's up to you. No, it's all or nothing. And I think that's something that we have to, you know, we're kind of battling against as Christians. It's not a popular faith. I mean, there are millions of Christians in the world, but there's a lot about it that people argue against. But really, it's just remember, it's not them arguing against you personally, it's them arguing against the truth of God and Jesus. And so it's not a personal attack. Many times, it's just that the evil forces that are in their lives are working against the good that is in you because you've been marked and sealed by God when you accepted Christ. So it's just that the demons are angry with God. So that's a lot of it that we don't see. And also it could be that those people are struggling they're bitter and they're angry because they don't like that you're joyful they don't like what you stand for because it involves you know admitting that they're wrong confessing that they need a savior and a redeemer they can't do it on their own and that they have made a mistake some people don't like to admit that they want to think that they're infallible which is just not true so anyways i think that we need to just not be surprised because even though we're christians and lots of us are positive and kind and we just don't understand, why do these people not like us? What is it? that We didn't even do anything. Well, really, it's, it's just the way of the world. They're going to dislike us because they don't love God. They don't love Jesus and the sacrifice he made. And because we are associated with that and we are children of God, once we accept and believe on Jesus and become part of God's family that way, um, we're all associated. And so we're, like they say, guilty by association. <laughs> we're not guilty but we are grouped in with him and that's why people are angry. So just remember when you take it personally, it's not oh, its not always personal. It could just be this, that if like Jesus says, if the world hates you, understand that it hated me way before it even hated you. And so you're just take heart and realize you're following the truth and that should sustain you. And just pray that God can encourage you. And again, going back to my... The podcast I, I let out right before this one that get in with some other fellow believers to encourage you and remind you you're doing the right thing you're on the right path where we are in the truth and that is where we should stay so a lot of that <clears throat> a lot of that encouragement is just so wonderful and we need it it is so necessary so I wish you all the best and again I hope that you guys can take this and go have some discussions with friends and family. And also, maybe it will encourage you to go look in your Bible and start studying the Word some more. As it's hard for me, and I think it's hard for a lot of people, we need to make time every day to be in the Word and to talk to our God. All right. Have a great week, you guys. Lots of love. Bye.